Welcome to the Frontline Herbalism Podcast with your host Nicole Rose from the Solidarity Apothecary. This is your place for all things plants and liberation. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Frontline Herbalism Podcast. If you're not aware, um, I'm releasing a series of interviews with a group called the Medical Self-Defense Network, which is an awesome network of kind of different medics around the world, whether that's paramedics, combat medics, um, nurses and doctors, or herbalists, like people organizing kind of grassroots healthcare. Yeah, it's a really amazing mix, and it's been such an honor to interview everyone. And if you haven't listened to the first episode, I suggest you do. It's with a comrade called Collier from the Medical Self-Defense Network, introducing what MSDN does, um, how they organize, their kind of origins, some of their political perspectives. And this episode is going to be looking at, you know, what is medical self-defense, right? Like we talk about, you know, some of the political and practical principles, like the complexities of things like professionalization, um, you know, the differences between kind of grassroots and state healthcare projects and the relationship between them, as well as, you know, like how do we build power in like a kind of horizontal way and yeah one of the kind of beautiful takeaways I love is how Collier defines self-defense which is as structures that make systems of oppression obsolete so yeah I hope you enjoy this episode please check out the links in the show notes to the MSTN website really encourage you to follow the Twitter to donate and just kind of contact them and support them in general and yeah I hope you enjoy the interview Welcome back. For folks who didn't listen to the first uh, podcast introducing the Medical Self-Defense Network, I really strongly encourage you to check it out as a kind of good introduction to what the network is up to. Um, But we are joined uh, again with Collier to talk about like what is medical self-defense and we're going to be kind of talking about the, the politics and the context like in a bit more detail. Um, But for people who didn't listen to the first podcast, can you just briefly introduce yourself, your pronouns and like any political affinities or projects you'd like to include? My name is Kolia. I'm from Medical Self-Defense Network. I'm an anarchist. Um, Thanks for inviting me to speak here. People will probably see this come up in their podcast player and be like, what the hell is medical self-defense? Um, so yeah, for people who have no idea what that term means, can you give us a little bit of your perspective? Maybe you want to share what self-defense is in general, like in our kind of political context, but yeah, just, it'd just be great to hear kind of like the basics of, you know, what that term means to you and, you know, why it's part of MSTN. Right. So I think to touch upon that question, it's very important to um, discuss what self-defense is uh, in the first place, because I think we can understand in different ways. Um, for us in Medical Self-Defense Network, um, self-defense, first of all, means the structures that are designed to make systems of oppression obsolete. And one of the most important elements of that is constructing the social fabric and the mutual aid in it. So self-defense in that meaning is not simply a question of like survival on personal or collective levels in a direct like physical way, uh, but rather it is a broader interconnected web of structures and relations that ensure survival and autonomy, as well as physical and non-physical defense, like broader preservation and continuation of 
you know, the way of life as we want to live it. And the way we want to live our lives and the way we live them today uh, can be quite different, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that last part doesn't have to be included. But um, so, yeah, last time when we talked about self-defense, like, I think it's also important, like, why are we self-defending? Um, and I was speaking before that from that perspective, we are constantly under attack, like as a society, um, right? Some uh, some people might say that, you know, there is no society. There are just like atomized individuals and groups who do not connect as an organism, as a society, as it should be. Um, and I would agree with that, but that's also for a reason, right? Um, we are living in a capitalist patriarchy and that the nature of of this system is that it tries to destroy what it cannot assimilate. So that is conducted by the state, a highly authoritarian structure seeking to control and dominate. The domination is the, the ideology of it. So I think it's important to uh, express that this is our, like, this is our perspective on the self-defense. This is what um, we're seeing as a self-defense. So that's like a like a broader explanation of it. But I think also specifically, it's important to talk about like what are we defending actually? And I think we're defending few few things that I could name as like the right to exist. Even that's not a given. Within that right to exist, we're defending our integrity, and we defend each other in our relationships. We are also defending the earth, the earth that we all live on. And we defend our dreams that we want to live on that earth. But last but not least, and last but not least, I would say we're defending our collective freedom because that what enables all of these things, starting with the right to exist and the integrity and having each other in our relationships, but also achieving our dreams and living on this earth requires the collective freedom. And we have to defend from all of this, like, you know, internalized and institu institutionalized oppressive behaviors, structures, and tendencies, a lot of violence that they bring and all the social conditioning that makes that possible. Um, but also <clears throat> more like structurally speaking, you know, the very like monopoly of the state and the state institutions on every important aspect of the society or the life in a society right so that's like broadly speaking like politically like what is self-defense um and i think one last important distinction to bring i think is that we can talk about like two types of self-defense let's say first being direct one as like reacting to immediate aggression like all living beings do like every living organism has a like this self-defense system of also like um every living organism has a direct self-defense response against the against the danger so we are reacting to immediate aggression and that is a way of self-defense i think where medical self-defense network is organized is a more broad understanding of self-defense where we are based on um broad understanding of self-defense which is more in the realm of social relations shaping the ways of life and like collective dynamics um 
you know, proactively building like alternative structures to um, to address our needs. So it's like not it's like taking the focus away from like a direct like physical element of self defense um, to bring this perspective of an organism. Right? It's like it is an like any like self defense is a whole organism. It's a whole system of elements that make sense uh, when they work uh, in uh, they when they work organically. So while using these necessary tools and tactics to create these structures of self-defense, um, we are basically what we're doing is we are countering highly organized and coercive structures that seek to control and uh, dominate. So I think that's how medical self-defense network is situated in the healthcare. Does it make sense? Yeah, I think it's like very very like inspiring in terms of like how it's framed of um like i i really love this statement about self-defense being like you know creating structures that are designed to make systems of oppression obsolete and i just wondered like yeah like what does that look like in practice in terms of like medicine or healing or yeah so that that was one question the other question is like what are the what have been the kind of political influences for this framework right because i know like lots of different um, like radical and revolutionary traditions throughout history have used some of this language, like, you know, the Black Panthers come to mind first. Um, but I also know the Kurdish freedom movement and the revolution in Rojava have like, you know, framed things in this like self-defense frame. Um, and I just wondered like, yeah, like what, what, what kind of like political influences have, have shaped, um, shaped MSDN. I know like we both identify as anarchists and I know that not everyone in MSDN like uses that identity or that language, but I, I my perception is that people do have like a shared free like shared vision of kind of liberation and um but yeah what have been some of the kind of political influences into this kind of understanding of um of self-defense right um to answer um the first question like how does this look in uh, how does it look in practice i think that in practice in healthcare uh having that self-defense would mean a um organizing a holistic and accessible health system that offers healing to uh, people like general the society without creating dependent patients. And yeah, I guess like in practice, that means that like imagining, you know, a healthcare system that is organized uh, based on a very, very different principles and making such things like the transfer of knowledge uh, or the exchange of knowledge, the the whole like philosophy of of health and healing, the tools to do it, and um, let's say a strategy of organizing a healthcare system on like a national scale, uh, but also like addressing crises, crisis, and um, organizing this kind of people centered organizing and solidarity and autonomy of. Mm, of organizing these necessary structures to build this independent strength, like this independent power, and fulfill the existing, all of the existing needs of all different people. That's uh, kind of what this healthcare system is like in a in a nutshell. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's that's how it would look like in practice. Uh, should I come to the second question? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, definitely, we are influenced all. Um, I think, <clears throat> sorry, 
Definitely the network is influenced by all of these things that you have mentioned. I believe that, um, okay, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking how to answer that. Um, yes, definitely. Like we are inspired by all of the movements and different contexts that you uh, have mentioned. But I also think we're inspired by like the living, the living world itself. Just, you know, if I would like stand up from here and go to the forest and I'll look around myself. I I kind of say exactly what we're trying to build now. Like we're trying to build um, an interconnected ecosystem of like human society. And that, you know, that is like so big. That's like very uh, grand vision. But we have to do our little part, you know, like we have to be that little tree that also um, takes the steps uh, in that direction. Even if like the world is like the world and the struggle is like really big and scary, we still have to take our little steps. So I think that's also what is inspiring us, the, the plants, the animals, the humans as well. Um, I think that's what, um, I think that's where our inspiration lies as well. Amazing. I think it's always really important to to name that, like to name non-humans as like a source of inspiration and strength. Um, <clears throat> so on the MSDN website, you write, um, to heal means to connect with people and to build communities of trust. Therefore, healing, medicine and free access to them are key pillars of communitarian self-defense. Um, I was just wondering what what you mean by communitarian self defense. Well, I think it references um, like a communitarian society, uh, which is something I would like to see and something I would like to live. Um, which is like uh, you know like a self organized uh, horizontal free society where people can live their differences and be themselves, um, but also um, base their relations on. Uh, free agreement and uh, solidarity and uh, helping each other on, uh, on on mutual aid instead of, you know, domination, control, um, coercion, etc. So I think for that kind of um, communitarian society, within that kind of communitarian society, uh, having mm, within that kind of, uh, you know, communitarian society, uh, healing is like super important, right? Because we are um, not starting from scratch and we don't exist in vacuum. And all of us are um, having that experience of living in patriarchy, in capitalism. Um, all of us having this experience of living this life. So that also requires healing. And we will not, we will not uh, live like a self-organized, free society, just... Um, how do you call it like with a whim of a like magic stick or how what's the english (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm terrible with metaphors like i get them wrong like all the time i like i yeah people laugh at me because i'll be like oh it's like raining sheep and horses and they're like nicole it's meant to be raining cats and dogs so um (laughs) we can we can say like whim of the magic stick like that's fine (laughs) so you're saying that like this society is not just gonna happen right like it it needs like investment in creating it is that what you mean or exactly like we need to invest our lives into it um it's like you know if it's like if i if i was injured by an aggression let's say or if i like fell down or something 
um, I need I need to heal. I need to restore that. Mm. I need to restore that soundness, this integrity of myself to uh, to become healthy again, to restore my healthy state of being. Right. So I think the same thing goes for the society. Um, like we have so much trauma and so much wounds on uh, on that organism and us being part of that organism. We carry these global traumas and these global wounds in ourselves as well. So I think, yeah, that's that's where that's where it's leading. I think uh, that living differently and organizing our lives according to different principles and logics is essentially a process of healing and a process of it's a, essentially it is a restorative process um yeah that's like a that's like i guess a whole like really deep topic because to restore something we need we need to know what's the healthy state uh that we consider to be as such, right? Like what, what is the healthy state of being for the society we live in, right? And I think there is no one like single answer to that. But um, yeah, I think I think that requires a lot of like a lot of investment and discussion to, uh, yeah, I don't know. This last part can be cut out, but um, as you as you like. No, no, I think it's really interesting. And I think it leads to like the next question of like how how does kind of MSTN like define like healing and medicine? Because like for me, for example, as like a herbalist, like I will see people one to one, um, you know, as well as other projects and organizing. And it's like I just always come up against the like systemic factors, right? Affecting health. So someone having like chronic stress because they're doing a job that they like really hate or because they're like healing from some kind of like childhood trauma related to like poverty or racism or the prison system and like you know it's just yeah it's so hard to support people one-to-one when you you can see these like bigger things going on and I just kind of feel like yeah maybe it is better to do like some housing campaign to like address like the mold in houses for example to prevent respiratory infections rather than trying to treat everyone with medicine right and like our healthcare system you know like in terms of like higher care like often you know we're taking someone to hospital who's really in that crisis point of needing support in that moment for example um if they're hypoglycemic or something it's kind of like like sorry i'm going on one now but like i'm just trying to say like yeah like for me this stuff is so politically important because we are like constantly on the defensive right like we're treating diseases that have been caused like you know over decades of time which have been like an attack from the capitalist food system from chronic stress from capitalism from patriarchy and trauma um and yeah like we do need that like bigger social struggle and that bigger social change to create like a different culture of healing so that I don't have to spend the rest of my herbalist life like treating these like long-term conditions like relating to just like unrelenting like oppression um but yeah that's my little that's my little rant but I just wonder like yeah how does MSDN relate to these ideas of like medicine and healing because obviously you have medics in the network who are you know like they're professional paramedics they're like they're potentially working like within state institutions We've also got medics that are, you know, trained as paramedics, but are, you know, working in like more autonomous structures. And then you have like other health workers or like herbalists like myself. So, yeah, like obviously like it's a huge area, right? Like health is so massive. Um, so, yeah, like how how do you define like medicine and healing um, and, the, and, you know, the things we're talking about? 
I am very much on board with your definition. I think that's what we mean also by saying that like we need um that that we need an accessible like health system which is not like creating more dependent patients. And I think that's like really connects like with um what you have been describing about the mold and um about like treating particular cases of people who have been uh injured by that or by you know by like some of the bigger like structures and and systems i think that that having having this perspective of how health is connected to how we live and to how our, our life is organized and to what kind of systems into what kind of systems our lives uh, are organized is a key to understanding how how are we living right so i think this uh, perspective of healthcare is also very instrumental to like understanding politically where we are at um because if we understand our let's say our lives as organisms and if we understand some of the like oppression we face as like illnesses or as like aggression and danger uh in our environment then the perspective of um, solving the the cause of the injury and uh the cause of the unsafe environment is is very important uh to healing because we can recover as much as we want but if we don't solve the issue that have caused the injury we um we will never truly recover we will never reach uh that point of being healthy so from that perspective i could also say that recovery and like health and healing is not only restoring uh let's say a state of being healthy that you had like some time ago a year ago or like a day ago or maybe maybe a thousand years ago as like on a scale of society right um but it's also about creating that environment and creating this creating the these ways of of living that that ultimately create the healthy uh the healthy the, the well-being right so i think that's how i would um see healing and and medicine like yeah i guess medicine also like a few words in medicine i think medicine medicine is a i see medicine as a methodology of healing like as a um as a let's say like a knowledge system and a practice that facilitates uh some of our efforts in the healing of course um medicine cannot address all of the aspects of the healing uh some aspects of the healing um do not include uh some of the aspects of the healing uh are more like uh addressed by um sorry i i'm trying to like uh, see how to say this um yeah like basically i think medicine cannot address like everything um but i think it is like an important like methodology um to to facilitate our processes of healing nice and like yeah yeah i saw on the msdn network about having like this this word like professionals was was used and like i think it maybe like activated something in me um from like because herbal medicine is such a kind of delegitimized field of healing um compared to other modalities of healthcare um which are generally like state state kind of uh state sanctioned um 
but yeah, I I just wondered like why that word was chosen and what that means to MSDN and like what kind of um yeah, like what like spaciousness and openness is there um in terms of like other forms of healing because that's also like a big part of the work, right? And on the website it um you also include that. And I know um from people's work in like Rojava in Northeast Syria, there is this like big support for like autonomous health projects and for herbal medicine projects and women's health projects and like, yeah, like things beyond just kind of like standard, like higher state healthcare. Um, but yeah, I just wondered if you could, if you could speak to that a little bit, like this kind of trajectory of professionalization and like, yeah, like some of the strengths and weaknesses of that. Sure. Uh, thanks for bringing this up. This is, uh, uh, this is an amazing point. I think that um, that we I don't we we don't consider professionalization as um, as the necessary criteria uh, in terms of like when we speak of uh, state sanctioned kind of like recognition, right? Um, but at the same time, we can look at a professionalization in a in a, from a different angle as like knowing your field real well right uh profess the profess your craft um in a in like an advanced way in a in a ultimately uh mastered um, or like not ultimately mastered but like prof- professing your uh your craft uh in a in like a deep um in a deep and advanced way so i think in in that way i see people who know their field really well and know what they're doing really well as professionals, whether they do have, you know, like, um, whether they do have like an official education or not. And, uh, that is the case with herbalism, as you mentioned, uh, how, and how it's been like treated often, uh, by also some of the health professionals, uh, from like the conventional healthcare system, um, you know, like ignoring like actual like people's knowledge from the generations and generations and generations and ignoring the how that's been like a part of a huge part of like health uh health um in basically like all societies um on earth so yeah i think it's very important to say uh that we do not mean prof- professionalization necessarily in like an institutional way uh, but more like this, uh, the the way of like knowing, knowing, knowing your uh, craft. Let's say it like this. I don't know. Is this is this a correct English? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's a really um, beautiful uh, definition of it because I think um, we touched on it in in a different podcast uh, interview actually um, that people will be able to hear about harm reduction in Tennessee. And we talk about this, you know, like the challenges of like, say, the not for profit industrial complex and how like lots of healthcare structures are like assimilated into like state systems. But then at the same time, like wanting to like organize like the highest quality care possible and you know like not to harm people right like one of the principles of medicine in general is like do no harm um which seems insane (laughs) with like the amount of side effects on medications and and medical errors because of like lack of resources because of state austerity and blah 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 blah. but it's kind of interesting that um yeah like you know it's just a balance right of like yeah knowing what you're doing because it's really important and if you you know if you screw it up you could really harm someone right same with herbal medicine if you give the wrong plant to someone and it interferes with their prescription medicine then you're in trouble or it's like you know 
harmful to their constitution, then you're in trouble or, you know, God forbid you harvest the wrong herb, you could kill someone, you know? So it's like there is an element all the time of like learning and growth and like dedication to the field, which I think is like, yeah, how you are framing professionalization. Um, and yeah, like I know that um, education is like a big current of MSDN's work. Um, you know, there's lots of references to Skillshares and educations and kind of like mutual learning. Um, and I just wondered if you could talk a little bit about your experiences with this and like why is this kind of work in particular really important in terms of like medical self-defense right sure um yeah i think education is also like this uh like very important part of like what we've been talking about in regards to professionalization and like how accessible it is like how it is accessible that you learn about plants or you learn about how to undo harm or um, how to prevent harm, etc. So we do um, we do consider it incredibly important to have this is like one of the focuses of uh, medical cell defense network to be able to provide uh, to be able to organize and provide education and uh, training in particular uh, to be able to organize education of various sorts including like training or like seminars um, to as many people as we can and to grow that capacity and uh, but also to provide training for each other right because uh, one of the benefits of being organized in such a network is that you have access to people uh, who are professing the field you might not have come across um, otherwise in your region or in the place where you are organized. So, so that means that we see it as important to grow as holistic as possible capacity, um, to grow that capacity that should be as holistic as possible um, for this like healthcare system that uh, that we that we would like to see, and that like the sharing and education and mutual learning is incredibly important in this because that's how this knowledge becomes accessible nice and you yeah it's interesting isn't it because i think there's like different layers like there's people who maybe identify as some kind of like healthcare worker or health professional or someone who's like dedicated to their craft who are like you know like constantly self-educating or going to trainings or like trying to build their like kind of healing health medical knowledge base but then like you mentioned about um trying to create healthcare systems without like dependent patients so there's also this element of like hey even if you're not like a healthcare worker like you you know you need to have like as much autonomy over your health as possible right like understanding your own body understanding what's going on for you being involved in you know diagnosing any like health challenges you're experiencing you know, knowing how to potentially like make medicine for yourself, you know, whether that's like um, herbal medicine or kind of like home remedies to like support the immune system or whether that's like more, you know, like basic first aid, right? Like of, you know, how do I treat this thing at home so that I don't have to go to the emergency department and sit in a hospital for like 10 hours and catch COVID um, <laughs> for something that's unnecessary, right? To go to hospital for. Um, 
so yeah it's kind of I can see how like education is like all different directions right like not just healthcare workers or professionals but also like the people right and I think you know we have this like internet so it's like wow everyone's like reading all about their own stuff on the internet and blah 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 blah. but it's like it's such a like shallow response to something like really really meaningful like and I think capitalism sorry I'm totally going on a rant here but like capitalism like totally destroys the relationship to your own body like you know you're never taught in school what your nervous system is or how it makes you feel or like understanding how you can sleep better or digest your food better like all of that self-care knowledge is just like not there right and then you grow up and you have to just like pull it from all these different places um but yes but I don't know if you have anything to say around that but um like is MSTN mostly focused on these educations for people already like engaged in like the healthcare infrastructure and like the self-defense structures and the different health projects or is there like a kind of bigger bigger focus on like general kind of like popular education around health? I think we are uh, at the point when we're trying to build up our standards and our educational programs and bring together the groups and the collectives who uh, can provide more. So um and we, yeah, we're like developing this practice. And I think that's an ultimate goal, like the popular education and popular access to uh, to this knowledge is something that we have ahead of us. And I agree with what, like you said, like, as you know, like this is a huge responsibility and this has to be organized really, really well. And um, yeah, so I think we're not Russian anywhere and we are taking it one step at a time and uh, like both like um, let's say training programs that are like specific for particular groups or collectives or organizations is something that is important but also more popular education in the area of healthcare is uh, something is something that we uh, that we aim for and something that is, is going to happen um, in in the following years nice nice um and then the one of the other questions i had was about um on the website and stuff you talk about like cultivating solidarity in the medical field and i just wondered like what you mean by this and then i think my last question was yeah really like like really making it tangible of like what does like a liberating health system look like um like compared to state healthcare like i know in you know like this call um with the comrade in Tennessee was like you know it's very shocking about like the system in the so-called US and like the absolute lack of access to healthcare and like how um kind of like horrific and unjust that is and how it's you know connected to all these forms of oppression um from racism to transphobia to misogyny you know um but for example in England I think one of the barriers around people organizing around healthcare access is because we literally have like a national health service right like that was born from the labor movement um but you know it is it is really like how the state is really sustaining itself you know like it's everyone is very invested in nhs like during the pandemic it was like clap for the nhs you know um and at the same time it's being like completely destroyed like simultaneously destroyed and taken apart and privatized and you know sold to the highest bidder in lots of ways but in other ways it does really like sustain the state because it's seen as like this provider of our needs um and i just wondered like yeah like what do you think self-defense means like in contrast to the state like you know performatively trying to meet our needs like we know that the state doesn't meet our needs but like yeah 
Does that make any sense? Sorry, another yeah, another little word. Does. Um yeah. Oh, this is really cool. I mean, um for the first question, like the solidarity and medical field, I think this ultimately means like seeing that we have a common cause with so many groups and so many people and collectives and organizations and associations and like different like individuals and understanding that we do have the same cause and we do similar work leads us to to support each other and i think that with uh that organized support we can achieve so much more uh than we could ever achieve as if we worked in a more like isolated way so that's that's like what i think in terms of like solidarity it's also like create um you know it's also building this understanding that we are like we are connected to each other like even if you know i live on on that end of the earth and then there is like this collective or this person on entirely other uh side of the planet the issues and situations that we face have something in common sometimes more sometimes less but we are um facing things that are coming from the same root that means that we have to be in solidarity with each other because um that kind of um similarities in the oppression or in in the in the problems that we are facing also create similarities in the ways we are um resisting and in the ways we are organizing ourselves and we should support each other to be successful um and i think that mutual support in order to be successful and in order to um be part of something big together uh is exactly what solidarity is um i guess there is no one like definition of solidarity in in these terms and i can imagine that um other other people uh could bring also other um definitions of of solidarity as well but that's uh, how i say it and in terms of how the healthcare system that we're talking about could look like this is such a huge question and i absolutely love talking about this i think that first of all we should be able to answer that kind of question because if we want to offer an alternative to what's existing we have to be able to formulate what is that that we are offering um at the same time i know that or at the same time i think that is uh important to be honest and uh and pointed out that we do not offer a centralized unified solution for like you know uh for for everything and everyone um and it, a lot of things also have to be guided um by um by the social developments in the society because there are there are social movements in the society there are uh so many people with so many perspectives and it is important that uh our visions for the future and our proposals for the future are also more flexible to be able to include um other realities and other needs uh that we we might not have been aware of um but speaking more like practically to the point i think that that healthcare system as um we're talking about would would be uh, a decentralized healthcare system first of all um it cannot be reliant on a central structure that is uh that is going to apply the same uh how do you call it? Do, do you say in english to apply the same meter like meter is in like measuring or yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So that it's not going to apply the same measure on everything and everyone, um, but also, but but instead, that kind of decentralized um, uh, healthcare system should be able to uh, empower the differences between different regions and between different uh, contexts uh, that people are facing, but also reinforce this understanding of globality and like how how healthcare issues are connected to something that might happen you know, on the entirely, like, uh, other side of the planet, right? Like, all the oil spills and the pollution and the climate change is, like, incredibly interconnected uh, over the entire globe. So um, that decentralization, I think, is really important. Um, <clears throat> that, and I think autonomy is another important aspect of that because um, because may, making people uh having more knowledge of self and others knowing how to take care of self and others um and how to let others to take care of yourself is is very important and uh, in fact um solves a lot of a lot of um a lot of things that now like central healthcare system is like very um you know, very re- that people are very reliant on self care system on the um, healthcare system to to solve that for them. So I don't necessarily say like, okay, there are going to be no hospitals, there are going to be no doctors, there are going to be like no professionalization. Just like you know, like people are going to like you know know how to fix everything uh, themselves uh, and for themselves. But um, I think imagining a different healthcare system is talking about principles it's about the goals and principles that we're striving for and um according to which we want to reorganize things and how things are going to look like in terms of um like practically i think is um is something that must come out of it uh must come out of that uh that discussion and the answers will not be the same for every place in every context it might mean something entirely different um, in uh, in all different places where people live. Yeah, and that's and that's what's like beautiful, right? About like struggles for liberation is that like you know, like with this podcast interview, like I think people probably want like this, you know, ten point plan of like, oh, what is medical self defense? Like it is this, it is this, it is this, and these are the six principles. And it's like it's just so beyond that, right? Like it's so more like how we think and our and our worldview and like yeah like you mentioned like decentralization and autonomy and the fact that like all of these different like autonomous regions will like self-determine like what like medical self-defense means to them right or what healthcare means to them like what infrastructure that means whether that's um you know hugely investing community resources in hospitals or whether that's like having mobile people's clinics or more abortion access or whatever it's like and I think that's why MSDN is is kind of inspiring and powerful it's because like it's not creating this like homogenous hey you have to sign up to this list of like 10 commandments you know like it's more like what you know you define what it means for you where you are in your context but we're guided by these like principles of you know yeah like structures of autonomy and you know challenging systems of oppression and um recognizing that like yeah we're part of something bigger and that we're kind of like needs led by society and also recognizing that like tons of that already exists like people are already like hugely self-organizing you know like it is the people who run like the national health service in england you know like it is 
okay, it's the state and there's lots of managers and structure like this, but actually it is really those like nurses on those wards that know what they're doing, right? Who are, you know, working with each other to, to organize healthcare. Um, okay. So that was really inspiring. Um, I just wondered if there is anything else that we've missed that has come up for you around like medical self-defense, um, like any recommended reading or resources? Um, yeah, just before we finish. No, no, that's it. That's it. Like, thank you so much for giving us, uh, this space to to talk and discuss and express our views and invite people to organize with us um yeah um yeah that's uh, that's that's pretty much it thanks so much for listening to the frontline herbalism podcast you can find the transcript the links all the resources from the show at solidarityapothecary.org forward slash podcast